What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big dogs got to eat. Hey. Fantasy football. We're going to make a, a video that's a little bit different today. It's different because times are a changing. We're into the double digit week numbers, okay? Week 10 is upon us. Weeks one through nine are in the novels. Thus, we're creeping towards those playoff weeks in fantasy football, baby. Bringing home the hardware if we play this right got to play this right so week 10 which means we got 10 11 12 13 four more regular season weeks depending on what size your league is if it's a 12 team league you're most likely starting the playoffs on week 14 hopefully y'all got a buy and don't need to worry about week 14 if you're a 10 team league you're probably starting week 15 etc 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 so today we're going to be looking at running back rankings for the rest of the season which will take into consideration injuries at this point by weeks we are going to dive into the most notable fantasy playoff schedules from weeks 14 through 16. i'm just going to lay out the big facts for y'all if y'all want to make trades do it i'm not going to tell you what to do but do what i fucking say all right we're going to go through my top 30 running back rankings rest of season and as a perk of being a patreon for y'all i will grind it out i'm going to be putting these available on patreon for those that have signed up patreon.com forward slash bdge i'm still toying with the idea of whether or not i want to do the wide receiver version of this video that's going to be up to y'all if y'all yell at me enough if y'all text me and yell at me enough that you want the wide receiver rest of season rankings video right here at this number for y'all that are listening via podcast i know you can't see it on the screen we are featured film media company all right so as much as y'all like to listen via the podcast we do a lot of shit on screen mostly me just flailing my arms around and whatnot so you're gonna miss out on that beautiful scripture the number is 646-328-6601 you text me tell me you want the wide receiver rankings video if enough people do so i will make the video for y'all but today we're talking running backs today we're tucking our shirts in we are lowering the volume so stop yelling Let's eat. Again, these will be available to Patreons, as well as my weekly rankings going forward for the rest of the season. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE. Let's talk about buys first. Let's talk about buys. These are the players with remaining buy, notable players with remaining buys so week 10 this week we got Gurley, we got zeke and we got clyde edward tiller obviously Le'Veon bell as well but he don't look like he's going to be into fantasy lineups anytime soon on the left side is obviously the player in the week on the right side is their overall fantasy rank comma their fantasy points per game i just needed to throw that up there because we need to throw some disrespect on todd Gurley's name he's the rb5 overall but he's the rb14 in fantasy points per game so do not get it twisted that's the little chart right there again if you're listening via podcast i'm gonna be putting charts and shit all over the screen throughout this video so it might be worthwhile to check out both week 11 we got zach moss and devin singletary david montgomery and the 49ers running backs week 12 there are no notable running backs on by week 13 we've got christian mccaffrey chrysotin chrysotion mccaffrey leonard fournette and ronald jones so those are the guys with buys remaining. There's a lot of fuckery going on right now within the running back landscape because there are buys remaining. There are guys on the IR. There are tons of injuries going on, tough schedules, easy schedules. There's a lot of moving parts here. So I'm going to try to put it together for y'all as we work down the rankings. All right. So we've got Alvin Kamara as the number one running back 
rest of season going forward. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Dalvin Cook is popping off for 872 yards every time he gets the field. We're going to touch on Dalvin Cook right now. This is the reason I don't have Dalvin Cook up at number one, because if you look at his remaining schedule, he gets Chicago this week, which is obviously an extremely tough matchup on the ground. The next three games are all games in which he could have, you know, monster games, pop off games, which I expect him to have. It's Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville. But the playoff schedule for Dalvin Cook is arguably the hardest playoff schedule I've ever seen. It's Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Week 15, it's the Chicago Bears. Week 16, it is the New Orleans Saints. You're going to see the rank up there, and that is in terms of fantasy points per game allowed to the running back position. Obviously, the lower the number, so if it's like one, two, three, that means they are the friendliest to running backs. You can see on the bottom of the chart there, you're seeing a lot of orange, you're seeing a lot of red, which means it is a tough, tough tough slate of games for Mr. Dalvin Cook. Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans are his three playoff matchups. Obviously, he's Dalvin Cook, and at this point, if you want to say he's matchup-proof, sure, but that's the tiebreaker for me between Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. Just that 14, 15, 16 playoff schedule is ridiculous. And I also kind of want to just jump into where I'm getting these numbers from. This might be helpful for y'all to just do some research on your own. We're going to do a little screen share action. One of the best resources in the game right now is FF Today. You can just go to fftoday, fftoday.com. If you hover over stats right here, you can go to stats. And then they've got a bunch of tools here. The one we're going to be looking at for the most part is fantasy points allowed right here. So you can go to each position. You'll hear this like weekly. You hear guys talking about like, oh, they're the third friendliest team to tight ends or whatever in fantasy and this is where you could find it along i mean there are other websites on the web that that have this kind of number uh, these stats and numbers and shit but this is the one i typically use so we'll go to running backs uh, you could change your scoring settings so i typically go to yahoo and yahoo's standard scoring is half ppr so if you're in a regular half ppr league we'll filter it to yahoo and then you could see lions packers texans raiders panthers are the five top friendliest teams in terms of fantasy points per game to the running backs and then you can decipher it from like rushing yards via receiving yards you know you've got teams like the texans and cowboys and lions are worse on the ground but don't let as much up through the air whereas like the chiefs are down here for rushing yards but they've let up a lot through the air receiving yards which is natural because they're you know a team that scores a lot of points so the opponents need to score a lot of points so they're throwing it a lot more you know you could use it however you want also i think it's really helpful and most of the numbers and stats and rankings that i'm going to use in this video are in terms of the last five weeks. So you could break it down by the season in terms of fantasy points allowed. You could look at the last three weeks. You could look at the last five weeks. I like five weeks because three, I think, is a little bit small. You could have one game that really like takes things way out of the fucking spectrum and skews numbers. But five weeks, you know, a month and an extra game on top of that is usually enough to get a, a good enough sample size here. So I'll take five weeks and obviously a defense. You know, at this point in the season, we know what a lot of the defenses are. But if you take the whole season, you know, a lot of teams weeks one, two, three are not the same defense that we saw that that we see now. Right. That this more recent numbers for defenses accounts for injuries. It accounts for players that have developed or depth chart switch shit like that. So, again, I like looking at the last five weeks. I think it, it, claims, it paints a more clear picture of teams and how well they perform against xyz so this is a really really helpful page for uh, people doing their own research and then one of the other tools that i like to use as well and this is where you could find the schedule is if you go to tools on the top i'll right click so you can open it into a new tab a fantasy strength of schedule so same thing here we're gonna we're gonna switch to running backs we'll keep it at last five weeks we'll go from weeks 10 to 17 so that's the remaining you know seven games obviously hit submit and then i'll also switch this to yahoo so it's half ppr and for each team like you could see arizona it shows you who their next seven matchups are against right 
weeks 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You can see the ones that are highlighted in red are obviously tough matchups. The ones highlighted in green are good matchups. And this is based on the average amount of points given up to the running back position, okay? And their percentage above or below that. So if you're looking at, for instance, this first cell right here, Arizona, you're seeing Buffalo 17.9%. So it's telling you that since we have data from the last five weeks, it's telling you that Buffalo over the last five weeks has given up 18% more fantasy points to the running backs per game than the average team against fantasy running backs. Okay. So Seattle, as you see in like bright green here, they've given up almost 25% more fantasy points to running backs over the last five weeks. So they're a good matchup. New England, also a good matchup. And obviously you got to take everything into context, but for the most part, this will give you a good idea of how teams have been over the last, you know, five weeks and which players and stuff you should be attacking. So again, we talked about Dalvin Cook and you could see Dalvin Cook right here. Chicago, tough matchup. Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans, all tough matchups in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they get that juicy, juicy matchup against Detroit in week 17. So let's get bike to thy regular video. So Dalvin Cook, we've got Aaron Jones clearly healthy after last game, 20 touches or whatever. He's ready to roll. At number four, we got Derrick Henry. So kind of on the flip side, right, where Derrick Henry has tough matchups right now and Dalvin Cook has easy matchups right now. Dalvin Cook's schedule in the playoffs gets really difficult. Derrick Henry's schedule in the playoffs gets ridiculously easy. So over the next three weeks, he's got really, really tough matchups. He's got Indy twice, and they are dead last in terms of allowing points to fantasy running backs over the season. Baltimore 29th, Cleveland in week 13, which is kind of just a in the middle average matchup. But weeks 14, 15, 16 for Derrick Henry. Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, all three of them top six in terms of friendliest matchups to fantasy running backs. Detroit and Green Bay is two actual playoff matchups, semifinals and finals, number one and number two friendliest matchups for fantasy running backs. So again, I'm just giving you the information. You could do what you want. And I would not advise flipping Dalvin Cook for Derrick Henry straight up. But I do, I do think this is a situation where, you know, if you're sitting, sitting with a really good record, and, you know, Derrick Henry's matchups are really tough over the next three weeks. So I'm not saying he's going to help you win your weeks over the next three weeks. But if you're sitting pretty with a really nice record, again, like seven and seven and two, eight and one or something like that, and you own Dalvin Cook and you could take a little bit of a hit from Derrick Henry and you want to get a piece on top of it, something where it's like Derrick Henry and Darren, like, you you know, you've been streaming tight ends and it's been killing you all year. I think something like a Derrick Henry and a Darren Waller for your Dalvin Cook might be something worth investigating or looking into. Obviously, use context and, and think about what I'm talking about here because Dalvin Cook's playoff matchups get really hard. Derrick Henry's get really easy and you could probably get way more juice from the squeeze of Derrick Henry or, or Dalvin Cook coming off this big game for a guy like Derrick Henry and be sitting pretty with your playoff matchups. But again, that's up to y'all. Running back five. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, man. He just, all the mojo this season has been fucked since the start of the summer where he got hurt going into the year. He finally started getting acclimated, started popping off some big runs, getting that workload we'd like to see. Then he gets hurt. His injury is supposed to be one to two weeks. He's now got the bye and he's going to be three weeks removed from it. I'm not worried about his knee. I'm not worried about injury status whatsoever. So I'm a big fan of Miles Sanders going forward. I think he's going to reclaim that workhorse role and then pop off the last six weeks of the season, six, seven weeks of the season. You look at his schedule, week 10, he's got the Giants this week, week 11, uh, these are rankings, again, over the last five weeks of the season. So how friendly these teams have been to fantasy running backs. Giants, top 12. Cleveland, number 11. Seattle, number six friendliest. Green Bay, number two. 
Weeks 14 and 15 are obviously tough. You've got the Saints, who have been the toughest team against fantasy running backs in week 14. Arizona, who's been really stout, actually, over the last five weeks. I haven't really looked into what the context behind that was, but I'm not really nervous about them from a fantasy perspective because, again, they're a team that has a really high pace. They run a lot of plays, which means the opposite team needs to run a lot of plays. And typically, that would make me a little bit nervous if it was a matchup against the guy who gets all of his yards and his, uh, his production fantasy-wise on the ground. But a dude like Miles Sanders, when the team's going to need to be in hurry-up mode and run a lot of plays, who gets a lot of work in the passing game, things like that, I'm not worried about it from a Miles Sanders standpoint. And then you get Dallas in Week 16, which players have ran all over this year. So Miles Sanders up at five. I got James Conner, RB6. James Robinson, RB7. Both guys just getting the workload. Now, Christian McCaffrey, I have down at RB8. This is, again, This is these rankings are going to be moving very significantly over the next few weeks. And if you're on Patreon, you can kind of just uh, bookmark this page that I that I put the link onto. Christian McCaffrey's tough because, one, he's got, he's got the shoulder injury that he's now dealing with. We don't know how significant it is. They say he's day-to-day. He could be week-to-week. I don't believe anything that comes out of the mouth. I think he's very, very, very likely to miss this Week 10 game. Then he's got to buy in Week 12. So you're most likely missing him for at least two of the final seven weeks. That's to say, if he misses week 11, if he misses week 10 and 11, then you're going to be missing him for almost another month. So three straight weeks, and then you'll get... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get him back for the fantasy playoffs. That alone might be worth having him again. That's why I have him in the top eight. But if for some reason he ends up, you know, being fine and they're letting him into the fucking game as soon as this week, then he'll shoot back up to like the top, you know, three guys or whatever. But for right now, dealing with both the injury as well as a bye week still involved, Christian McCaffrey is a guy that we have to put a little bit of risk Sprinkle a little bit of risk seasoning on top of the name there. We've got Nick Chubb at week uh, at running back nine. He is expected bike this week. The Browns need him on offense, so I'm feeling good about him coming back. Josh Jacobs at 10, still getting the workload. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb's teammate at 11. I still think he's going to be very much like what we saw in the beginning of the year when them two were splitting work. Their pass catchers are still banged up, so they are going to be relying heavily on funneling it to their running backs here. Uh, Kareem Hunt obviously is not going to have the ceiling on a game-to-game basis that Nick Chubb would have or that he would have without Nick Chubb in the lineup, but still a very serviceable back. So given all of the injuries and the bye weeks still in play, Kareem Hunt gets kind of pushed up by default up there. I got Joe Mixon at 12. We still have really no idea what's going on with his foot injury. He's missed three weeks. If we think it's a grade two foot sprain or whatever, this should be around the timetable he comes bike into it. And I'll probably move, if we know that Mixon is playing this week, if we know he's ready to go this week coming off the bye, which we still have not confirmed yet, I'll probably move him ahead of Hunt. I'll probably move him ahead of Jacobs as well. 
but keep an eye on that. So he's at 12. David Montgomery is at 13 for me. Now, David Montgomery left this week's game with a concussion. He's in the protocol. You know, it's 50-50, 65, 35, 2B, bike in the lineup for this upcoming week. So if he misses this week as well, because they have a bye in week 11, that'll be two straight games he'll miss, which I'll move him down the rankings for that. But for right now, we're going to expect him to play. Again, he does have the bye in week 11, but why we love David Montgomery, I mean, you can't really love David Montgomery, but as much as you could possibly love David Montgomery, it's because of his schedule going forward. It is incredible. So week 10, he's got Minnesota, assuming he plays. Week 11, the bye, then weeks 12 through 16, Green Bay, second friendliest fantasy running back matchup for fantasy bikes. Week 13, Detroit, the number one friendliest matchup. Week 14, Houston, number three. So you've got weeks 12, 13, 14, where he's facing the top three in a row, friendliest matchups to fantasy running backs. Week 15, he gets Minnesota again. Week 16, he gets Jacksonville, which is the sixth friendliest matchup to fantasy running backs. So four out of the last five games, he's got top six teams to play against, to run against. He's getting the workload. Terry Cohen's still out. Like He's going to continue getting volume. I know he's got like no fucking ceiling because he doesn't break off big plays, but those are the friendliest matchups you could possibly ask for. So Montgomery up at 13. I've got Zeke at 14. Now, Zeke, thankfully, over the hamstring injury, got the 20 touches. They have the buy in week 10. They have the buy in week 10. And typically, when I first did this ranking list, I threw Zeke down at like RB20. And the more I looked at it, the more I thought about it, I kept creeping him back up. I kept creeping him back up. Kept creeping him back up. Off of the week 10 buy, this upcoming week 10 buy, he will be fully healthy. The hamstring won't be a problem. We'll also have Andy Dalton back. Now, I know Andy Dalton looked like shit. He looked like absolute shit in his first game. I don't think that's what we're going to expect. They're going to be getting healthier and healthier, too. They've lost a lot of pieces on that offensive line. The Week 10 bye is going to be crucial for this team. Zeke is still going to get 20, 20 touches a game going forward. Again, it's the reason he's all the way down at running back 14. He doesn't have the ceiling because Dak is not running this offense, right? But Andy Dalton, I think, will be serviceable enough that will make Zeke have enough scoring opportunities over the last seven uh, games of the season. We look at the schedule. It's really tough though. I'll, I will say it's really, really, really tough. He gets the bye this week. Then he's got Minnesota, Washington, Baltimore, Cincinnati week 14 is pretty much his only plus matchup. San Francisco, Philadelphia. Besides Mini and Cincinnati, having to play Washington, Baltimore, San Fran, and Philadelphia, not a good schedule. So down at 14, the volume's going to be there. They're going to be a little bit better with Andy Dalton under center, but still very, very low ceiling and a tough playoff schedule running back 15 we've got chris to four car song chris carson with chris carson he's still dealing with the foot injury we have no idea if he's actually going to be back this week or not so that is factoring into his injury status i think like even if he does come back they might start to continue or they might continue to use a running back by committee and then looking at his schedule going forward it is not the best we're talking about a lot of red on on zeke's schedule but We've got the Rams, 30th overall. So the third toughest matchup for fantasy running backs right now. Arizona, 27th. As we said, I'm not afraid when it's a guy who does a lot of his work in the passing game and talk about keeping up pace, but that is not what the Seattle Seahawks are. That is not what Chris Carson is in terms of fantasy running back. Then you get Philadelphia. You get two nice matchups against the boys out in New Jersey, Giants, Jets, the Jersey teams. Nice matchups for Carson there. But then weeks 15 and 16 again, Washington and the LA Rams. So you're looking at really tough matchup for weeks 15 and week 16, which is the juice of the fantasy playoffs. So Chris Carson, even if he does come back this week, inserts himself back as the RB1, still a little bit questionable. 
We've got Antonio Gibson at 16. We've got Todd Gurley at 17. He's got his bye this week, so take that into account. We've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire down at 18. I mean, nothing we've seen from Clyde and this Kansas City offense in terms of how they're using the running backs has been encouraging since Le'Veon Bell has entered the picture. And then we take a look at the rest of season schedule. He's got the bye in week 10, which is obviously a negative for running backs going forward. Got the Raiders, who are bottom 12 in terms of friendliest matchups. We've got the Bucks, which is very tough. We've got Denver, who over the last five weeks have actually been very friendly matchup to fantasy running backs, number nine right now in terms of friendliest. But overall, they've been pretty good against running backs on the ground for the season. Miami, by no means, is a pushover. And then weeks 15 and 16, you have technically over the last five weeks, the two toughest opponents in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. The Saints and the Falcons. The Falcons have been low-key, stout as fuck against fantasy running backs. You got to keep them up here just because it's the Chiefs' schedule. It's the Chiefs, right? And any given game, Clyde could go in for two or three touchdowns. So he'll be up there at RB18. Right behind him, we've got Austin Eckler at RB19. I, I want to put Austin Eckler at like running back 12. I want to put him all the way up there, but we have to be nervous about his hamstring. We haven't heard a damn peep out of the Chargers, but they also don't have to say anything about his status because he still is on IR. They have not put him onto the designated to return 21 day window yet. So it's possible. I've listened to a lot of a lot of doctors on this thing, and they, I've heard people that are optimistic that he could come back in, in week 11, which I don't think is the case, but I've heard a lot of people also talking about how we don't, they don't think we're going to see Eckler until December. And that would be fucking heartbreaking because he'd, he'd literally be winning people championships. So he's down at 19. I would not suggest trading for him until we know more about the injury situation. I've got Chase Edmonds down at 20. You know, Kenyon Drake has still not like put in any any sort of like full practice. So uh, as far as we know, it's a high ankle sprain and those things don't just heal in one or two weeks. So they could put out all the optimism, the optimism in the world that they want. But science is science. And Chase Edmonds just saw 28 touches. I've got Darrell Henderson down at 21, and I thought about ranking him higher. I Honestly, I might take him over Chase, and I might take him over Austin Eckler right now. Darrell Henderson came out of last week's game. He was hurt, whatever. He missed the remainder of the game, but they're on a bye this week. He is going to be healthy going into this game. They said he's going to be back for this one already. I'm not worried about it. And then you look at the schedule. Seattle this week. Tampa Bay and San Fran are obviously tough. Arizona's tough, but the playoffs. New England, the Jets, and Seattle. I expect him to come back right into this RB1 role. And the RB1 role wasn't obviously like a fantasy RB1 role, but the workload was there. He was getting like 15 to 20 touches almost every single game. And that would easily qualify you to be, you know, in the RB21 range, which is where I have him. Then we have David Johnson. David Johnson down at running back 22. And you can make the case. He's coming off this concussion. So we'll see if he's back, if he's cleared to go. Um, you know, again, like we're just going to say it's 50, 50. So schedule is fucking brutal though. The schedule is absolutely brutal after these next couple weeks would, would be a good matchup against Cleveland this week. Then he gets a beautiful slate of Patriots versus the lions, but weeks 13 through 15, which is like getting you into the playoffs and then in the fancy playoffs, Indy toughest team to run against Chicago, Indy again. So they've got to play Indy twice within a, a three week span. Teams can't run against Indy teams can't run against Indy especially players that just that's their their go-to thing is like running on the ground david johnson can't make a motherfucker miss all right that's going to be a problem for him because if you're not elusive and you're playing against good run defenses stout tacklers guys who don't miss tackles david johnson is not a guy who makes guys miss tackles okay that's going to be a problem he might actually put up zero points over weeks 13 14 15 
it's possible he averaged 0.4 yards per carry in that span. So I have David Johnson still as the workhorse, right? If he's on the field, he's getting a lot of volume, but this that schedule is fucking brutal. After him, we've got J.K. Dobbins at running back 23. We've got DeAndre Swift at running back 24. So those rookies are kind of interchangeable. At this point, I feel like we know what we're going to get out of Dobbins in terms of workload. DeAndre Swift a little bit more. I like Swift better. I think he's more talented. I think he has more upside. But I think any given week, he can get like seven touches. And that's a little bit scary. So I have both of them as low-end RB2s going forward. We don't know what Mark Ingram's situation is. Maybe he's back this week. Do they actually force him back into a role? I would hope not. But then again, it's fucking Mark Ingram and it's the Ravens and they continue to do so for two straight years. So they might continue to do so the rest of the season. After that, it's kind of just a shit show. Raheem Mostert at 25. He has a chance to play this week. Even if he misses his week and they let him rest and he's good for week 11. Like anytime Mostert's on the field for San Fran, he's so fucking good. He's so good. He's so good. We only need him to stay healthy for like a four to five week stretch here. And he could legitimately be a difference maker in the fantasy playoffs. So I've got him up at 25. Do with that what you want. Melvin Gordon at 26. That run game has just been absolutely atrocious outside of Philip Lindsay's couple big explosive plays. Zach Moss at 27. He's got a buy in week 11, so that's downside, but he has taken control of that backfield, though it doesn't lead to a lot of ceiling. It doesn't lead to a lot of upside there. As you saw last game, he was like nine for 18 on the ground. He did get in the end zone, so those opportunities are coming, but I'm not excited about Zach Moss. I'm also not excited about Leonard Fournette because this is clearly a timeshare. He's clearly getting the pass catching work. He's my running back 28 right now, but that was an ugly game by Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm, I, I assume they will turn things around. They have a lighter schedule going forward. And, uh, and he'll be fine, but you know he has not ran away with that role whatsoever. And I don't know if there's a role in that backfield that you want if it's not one person having the entirety of the role, okay? And then, we ugh, this gets so ugly, 29 and 30. Miles Gaskin and Jonathan Taylor. Miles Gaskin's gonna be out for the next couple of weeks with the knee injury on the IR, but when he gets back, man, the schedule is fucking beautiful. New York, week 12. Cincinnati, week 13. KC, week 14. New England week 15. So all nice, juicy, friendly, very nice matchups for fantasy running backs. I mean, there's no one that's in that backfield that's even making a dent that would cut into his workload when he is back. So Miles Gaskin, I'll have him in the top 30. If I have him, obviously holding on to him because he's got a nice schedule down the stretch. Then I've got Jonathan Taylor running back 30 for no fucking reason whatsoever. You probably shouldn't be there, but who knows? Who fucking knows? It's Jonathan Taylor. It's running back 30. Running back 30 is not going to win you your fucking fantasy playoffs or fantasy championship anyways. Okay? That's what I got. I hope I didn't run through that too quickly. I hope some of that made sense. But that's what I got for y'all today. Again, a lot of things are going to change, and I will keep these rankings updated and posted on Patreon, patreon.com slash BDGE, which will also get you my weekly rankings, in-season weekly rankings, our dynasty rankings between myself, Mike, and Noah, bunk bed breakdowns, new episode out tomorrow that will also get you access to our live stream, my private live stream on Saturday, Q&A, where I answer y'all sit starts. A whole bunch of shit's going to be on Patreon this offseason as well. So patreon.com slash BDGE. If you want to see the wide receiver video version of this, make sure y'all text me right here. 646-328-6601. Yell at me. Tell me you want to see the wide receiver version, and I'll think about that shit. Make sure you're following me on the socials listed right here. All will be linked in the description. That's all I got. Hit that thumbs up if you enjoyed. Subscribe to Zai channel if you are new. I'm out. Enjoy the rest of your weeks. Enjoy Titty Tuesday.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.